2: and Tiki on the fan. I was sitting there on Saturday, minding my own business. Got a break finally from my kids who were running wild and going crazy. And I hop on my phone for 30 seconds. And I see a tweet from the New York Islanders. Mm. And it says, Lane Lambert has been removed as head coach, which I'm like, okay, good. I understand it. Lane has been on the hot seat for a while this season. And so when I see that news, I don't want to say I'm happy because you're never really rooting for someone to get fired. But you certainly understand it. And then the next sentence blew my mind. Like, I thought I was reading something incorrectly. It said that the Islanders were announcing that Patrick Wah was their head coach. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? First of all, when I think of Patrick Wah, I think of the greatest goaltender arguably of all time. Not to get into that debate, but he's up there, whether it's Martin Brodeur or Dominic Hasek. Like, he's in that conversation. And then I'm thinking to myself, if I miss something... Is Patrick Waugh on the coaching staff? He's not. So he got pulled from
3: basically off the street.
2: No, he got pulled from, wasn't he coaching in
4: uh, Quebec or something like that? Uh, Just that he was doing like some kind of Canadian junior
2: thing.
3: And all of a sudden he's their head coach and my That's mind great. is completely utterly blown. In a good way or bad way? Is this like Jeff Saturday hire or is this like it's not quite because he was actually coaching. Jeff Saturday had no coaching experience. Well, and, yeah, and it
2: does. He coached the Avs right. a few years ago and the, won the coach
3: of the year the Jack Campbell.
2: All he's right. had so, success. So why
3: are you surprised by this?
2: Because it's not that he wasn't deserving. It's not <laughs> Jeff Saturday. You brought that up. It was more like this came out of freaking nowhere. But did it? I mean, <laughs> no, no. Not Lane Lambert being removed, but Patrick Waugh being their head coach. Yeah. Well, he's a good coach. I'm and he's a former, like, an elite been, player.
4: It's been eight years and out of the It would be like a, a team firing a coach midway through the year and going, by the way, we're naming Bill Cowher our head coach. It
2: was like, out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah I like, was what? By the way, I was trying
3: to think of a perfect so Bill Cowher is a bad example because Bill Cowher is not coaching anymore. But. I
4: know, but still, it just, it's a guy who had success at that level. It's been out of that level for a long time and a well-known
3: name.
2: Yeah, so. I was trying to think of a perfect comparison for this, and I really can't think of one because, like, I, I don't want to say so it's like. So a good like,
3: player who, who was a good coach. No, no, no,
2: not a good player.
3: A great player. An all-time great all-time player. all-time great player who was a good coach. An okay coach. I don't okay, know whatever. What o- okay, coach who is now on a junior level. Now getting a head coaching, another head coaching job eight years later. Yeah,
2: it was more that he wasn't on. There is no
3: example of that.
2: He wasn't on my radar. I don't think he was on anybody's radar. And then what you think of is who he is. He's one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. And now Patrick Wall's my head coach. Hmm. Like it's just very weird. Now, how do I feel about it now? It's been 36 hours. I'm fine. I'm good. Lane Lambert's gone. Islanders responded. They won yesterday. Patrick Wall likes to talk really loud. He screams. We all know his voice. Okay. Like I'm good with it. But I just want to describe the shock that I was in for about a good 35 minutes. Hmm. And then after thirty five minutes I started chasing my kids around and I kind of forgot about it. Oh
3: so explain this to us, Sean.
2: Well the team what he happened? the team he was quote coaching is called the Quebec
4: Remparts. They Quebec. actually won the Memorial Cup last year. Yeah. So, right. so
3: he's a he's a really good coach. He's a really then. good coach,
4: but he's a little fiery. He was a little innovative. Okay, maybe they need that. They do, and they won last night. He also has kind of changed hockey in that he's in favor of pulling the goalie with like six minutes left down <laughs> <for laughs> a goal or two. And, you know, that's kind of his style well, So, How many times do
3: opposing teams work on, you know? Full ice shots. Right. But this is Serious.
4: just, think about it, The Islanders are known as, no offense, like a, a
2: chintzy organizations. For them to go, like, swing for the fences here was shocking. It was almost like, because, again, there is no good comparison. It'd be like you're sitting there one day. Like, you're just hanging out. And all of a sudden, like, just out of the clear blue sky, the New York Knicks announced Magic Johnson as their head coach. <laughs> That's actually, you know what? That's not bad. Because Magic's yeah. coached before, yeah,
3: but he wasn't good.
2: He's an old. Alt- well, what was 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 Patrick Watt that good? He made the
3: playoffs once. I don't know how good he was. In well, one he, good year, he was he was obviously really good on this junior level, uh, right? Whatever.
2: All I know is I think that comparison's the best one. Is
3: right. there another one that's better?
4: I would say if you wait another six years and the Mets named Don Mattingly <laughs> <not coach.
3: laughs> yeah. You they're know what? Manager. It's funny. I was thinking about that, but yeah, the baseball day- seems like it's more apt to, to give you that answer. Yeah, just coming out of nowhere. Well. Because uh, players coach everywhere. Right. Boone oh, I got was one. out of nowhere. I got one. Who? Boone was out of nowhere.
2: Yeah. Out of nowhere, the Mets announced Barry Bond as their new manager. <laughs> All time great player. But he's never made it. Nobody's coached before. Uh, true. So that works. That's true. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, real quick before we get back to your calls, the Chicago Bears announced that a Shane Waldron is their new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Does that make it more or less likely? This one's confusing. They trade Justin Fields or trade the number one overall. Right. Play? We
3: were talking about Cliff Kingsbury. And they also had Greg Roman. All those guys pointed to specific guys. Greg Roman would likely keep Justin Fields. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, who worked with Caleb Williams last year at USC, would likely have drafted, wanted to draft Caleb Williams. Shane Waldron in Seattle, he's a good coordinator because he got the best out of Geno Smith. Remember, made Geno a pro bowler uh, at 32 for the first time in his career. So he's a good play caller. He had always relied on the run game. I tend to think it means Justin's going to stay. Really? Because their run game with Khalil Herbert and I forget the other kid that's a running back, but, but obviously Justin Fields is a runner as well. I mean, it could be dynamic, but... I have no idea. This one baffles me a little bit. Yeah, there's, so, no, there's no indicator. It's tough to draw a conclusion hire. from this hire because right. that's one of
2: the big questions of this offseason once it begins. What does Chicago do? Mm-hmm. Do they trade Justin Fields? Do they keep Justin Fields and trade the number one overall pick? Do they keep both? Like, there's a lot of possibilities, and I think a lot of it could impact the Giants and obviously many other
3: teams during this well, NFL offseason. I they could keep both. I mean, just to entertain that for a second. Yeah. Because they haven't paid Justin Fields. Like He's not making... $50 million a year. And and so he's on his fifth-year option. Or he's going to be, this is his fourth year, and you've mm-hmm. to figure out his fifth-year option. They have to decide his fifth-year option. Right. So the last year of a rookie deal, it's not a ton of money. I mean, it is, but it's it's relatively speaking, for quarterbacks, it's not. And then your rookie is going to be on a a young a, a low-paying deal cap-wise. So, I mean, theoretically, you can keep both they of them. They could. It's just, you're going to draft someone number one
2: overall, assuming it's a quarterback, mm-hmm. and have him sit? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah? Shouldn't you? You know, perfect world. This yes. conversation last week. Yeah, if you can, but it won't last. Like okay. you know, it won't last. It'll be five games before something happens that causes the Bears to say, "Well, we use the number one overall pick on this guy. Yeah.
3: He's going to start." Yeah, and so the there, there's only one thing that can go wrong if you keep both, and that's Justin Fields. Like light comes on. He's amazing. He he's the guy you want to keep. And now you got to pay him, but you just drafted this kid, and so then you're gonna have to trade the kid you just drafted. Or you could do, and I have a similarity
2: to what you just described. I found a comp. It's a long time ago, but not too long ago. Go ahead. The San Diego Chargers, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. They it's a draft Philip Rivers. It's a great point. Wasn't one overall, obviously. No. Sits. Drew Brees has a really good year. Free agency comes. Cash in. He's out.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, that would be the best of both both worlds. Yeah, but you got to figure out if Caleb Williams can play that quickly, pretty quickly. Yeah, it puts him playing in within a year.
2: No doubt. We keep an eye on this because it obviously impacts the Giants if they want to trade up to the number one overall pick if it becomes available. John is in Garden City. How are you, John?
5: How are you guys? What's up, dude? I'll tell you when 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 Jordan Love through that uh, that pick. A gallon of ayahuasca couldn't have made Rogers any happier. He must have sat there and laughed his butt off and said, "Well, they still haven't replaced me." Right, you too. But, um, you can't beat him either. Now, 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 I got. I thought of something while I was on hold, but I, I got to ask Tiki a question. So let me let me tell you what I thought of. And, and Tiki, you probably know the answer to this. I think. What? Well, go ahead. The best guy who could take the bills across the finish line, same age as Belichick because he's a quarterback genius, how about Bruce Arians? Imagine him as your coach. I mean,
3: he'd Those be amazing. He'd be amazing, but I really don't think he wants to coach anymore. I think he's he's very content. I, gotcha. I see him every now and then, at least my yeah. brother.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date.
6: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: ...sees him pretty frequently. I see him every now and then when I go down to Tampa. He's in a good spot, man. He's fully retired.
5: Okay. Now, here's what I want to ask you. Um, this is the reason I, I called. So, I told it. Anybody and everybody this weekend bet the Chiefs money line because I'm one of those guys like until you cut the head off of the you know the snake the chip, yep, yep. Yeah, they're still alive they're still wiggling I'm right? with you but and and he I, and I think he's the best player in, in football but at, at a, yeah. in a healthy state Barry Sanders Megatron do you see him maybe wins a couple more you know couple years he makes a deal with Andy you know what Andy let's both ride off into the sunset maybe 31 32 years old I, so that I, he's I, not you know crippled I, I mean not everybody wants to be Tom Brady right you
3: know? I don't I don't know I don't do I see him playing until 45 like Tom Brady no because you think about that that's that's 18 years from now so or seven 16 years from now so I don't think he's gonna play that long but I don't see him retiring early because he's got an opportunity that very few athletes get, which is to lead a great team for many years. Yeah, like they've Veach, Brett Veach, Brett Veach, or GM, has done an unbelievable job of retooling because they retooled the defense as we talked about, and they're young and they're aggressive. They play, make plays, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They still have room to pay some of those guys, but then they get by with like this somewhat middling receiving group. And because their quarterback is so good. And so in a couple of years, you could retool the receiving group. Like, like you could just keep turning this thing over and over successfully because of him.
2: It depends on what he wants.
3: And I, like, think, I think he wants to be the greatest ever.
2: Well, if he wants to be the greatest ever,
3: he can't walk away when he's 32 years exactly. old. Exactly, and he's not. He's going to, if he wants to play, he will be the greatest ever.
2: He has right? a chance to. But he, I think it involves doing it for a very, very long time. Like, I was thinking about this over the weekend with Travis Kelsey, because there's been rumblings that Travis Kelsey may retire. Yeah. That he may shockingly after this season say, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I looked up where he ranks all-time statistically amongst tight ends. Yeah. He's well, in the discussion
3: as one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Yeah. But, he's in it. He's it, not the guy, but, but he's gets, in it. So he is he a Hall of Famer already? Yes. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So if he's a Hall of Famer already, then I'm not saying he's content, but... The numbers aren't going to matter right because it's going to become less of the conversation going forward I just tr- what if he owns every record though it, but trust me that number is they they're, they're, they're gonna become less of the talking point because it's so skewed mm-hmm. right you can't compare even to my generation it's just a different game well just for perspective I
2: think the guy with the most uh, receptions as a tight end is Tony Gonzalez
3: yes just to uh, keep in right. mind where who has it right at this and morning. so think of Tony Gonzalez when his and he was great, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer himself, he was fantastic as a receiver, receiving tight end. He's not even, he can't even hold the jock of some of the, what these guys are doing these days. Right. Just because of how the game has changed and what they're being asked to do and how much they get targeted. Tony well, got targeted like four or five times a game. But, but it comes. These guys down, are thirteen targets a game. Sometime. No, it's a different world in
2: the stats right away. It comes down to what you want. If you want to go down as the greatest of all time, you may have to hang on
3: for a very long time. But I don't. But here's the thing: he might not have to hang on for a very long time. Pat Mahomes could win five more Super Bowls in the next decade. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, but the mystery—I'll
2: uh, give you this hypothetical, though. Let's say the Chiefs win a Super Bowl this year, losing the title game next year, mm-hmm. get to one more Super Bowl after that, losing another title right. game. And now Pat says, you know what? I'm good. Now, that would add up to four championships. But I don't
3: think he'll say, I'm good, until it's not attainable anymore. No, no, but hold on. Let's—but
2: walk i am going to walk you through this. Go ahead. He says, I'm good. I get what you're saying. He says, I'm good. I don't want to get beat up anymore. I'm done. I'm good. And he walks away in the prime of his career with four championships, six Super Bowl appearances, but the question of what if. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something about the question of what if. It's very powerful. right? It's very powerful. And to some, it makes them the greatest of all time. And I'm going to give you some examples on where that and who that works with. Sandy Koufax, mm-hmm. Barry Sanders, they didn't finish, but yet they left so at the top of their game. They left open the what if question. Yeah. So Pat Mahomes can't slam the door on being the greatest of all time by walking away at thirty four. But what he can do is leave the greatest what if question <laughs> in the history of sports open. Yeah. So it's really up to him.
3: I th- look. I th- I think he'll play a lot more years. Forty. I, I I don't I don't think he's going to play till forty. I don't I don't get the sense that he will. Maybe he will. It depends on health. Depends on what the game becomes. Depends on how much he desires it. And well, if he got other stuff going on. But that's the thing. Because he's got a lot of stuff going on. Well, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He could be set financially forever.
2: He already is. I mean he's got a half right. a billion dollar contract. <laughs> that, right. he's, already there. <laughs> he's gonna make he's gonna make a half a billion dollars. And he could say, you know what? I don't care if people call me the greatest of all yeah. time. I'm good.
3: Uh, he rescued Kansas and City. That's I'm on, on a bunch field. of titles, and that's on the field. Yes, he'll be a He'll he'll be an, a a billionaire athlete. Right. It's, it's, there's no question about it.
2: Yeah. No. So. Yeah. He's on his way. Mike's in South Plainfield, New Jersey. What's up, Mike?
5: Mikey. Hey man, Going What's up? back a little bit to what you guys were doing with the crying. Yeah. I'm with Diki, man. You, you can't be crying over sporting events. I mean, don't get me <laughs> wrong. I, I'm a grown man. And I can remember the last two times I cried. Yeah. But I can guarantee you they weren't over no friggin' sporting event. Right. Yeah.
2: Have you ever cried over a sporting event?
1: Never. Why? I mean, I've seen all the giant Super Bowls. Yankees World Series. That's it. No, yeah, no, yeah, it. I, I get why you don't cry. Nothing. You're,
2: a, you know, why? Because you're a spoiled. You're spoiled. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> why
3: he's literally.
2: already seen a million Super Bowls from the Giants. He's seen a million oh, championships from he's the Giants. He's a Yankees. Giants fan.
3: That's why he doesn't cry. His
2: fandom has kept him from crying. How do you know? Uh, he didn't say he was a Giants fan. He said I saw a bunch yeah. of Giants Super Bowls and Yankee World Series, and he's a Devil fan. So he saw a bunch of cups. That guy's got more championships than he knows what to do with. So of course he didn't cry.
4: <laughs> I don't know how you don't get welled up with emotion when. Ty Re comes out with the ball, Plaquette comes out with the ball. Like, that's everything in life. You beat the undefeated Patriots. Nobody, it's the ultimate David versus Goliath Story. You're a fan of the team. I question whether you're a real Giant fan if you don't cry no, thinking stop. about that. Moment. Well, i question. Are you serious. Tiki. I, I'm like, I'm telling you, I am inconsolable when I see the highlights. And you do. I think, I
3: think you're excited at that moment. No,
4: but like, I can't. My heart starts... Every time I see it, I get, like, taken back to that moment on the couch, my jaw-dropping. It I, is the greatest moment of my I'm, life. Were you, were you I'm with you on that, it? but no. what about <laughs> crying when your daughters were born? Did you cry when they were born? The first one when I held her, Taylor. The first one? The mm. first one. Taylor, I cried. Peyton, I gotta be honest with you. It was like, all right, here we go again. Mm. Wow. Burper, let's get going. I think that's the problem. Like, I may be a crier, but when both my boys were born, I cried. Like, I'll admit that. I cried when they were born. Peyton is a lot like Subo 46 for me. I didn't cry that time.
2: Because <laughs> you already done <laughs> it <before. Yes. laughs> I think it is I think that's it, I think believe need- it or not, I cried more for two than I did one. Mm. the second kid yeah, why that's an odd one i'll be I'll be serious with it, I think because the first time there was a naivete on how easy it would be, and I think the second time and there was a lot that went into it, and you know, I think it was more like I was more nervous, mm-hmm. I was more real about it may not happen mm. And so I think when it finally happened, I was I released how scared I was into tears of, oh, my God. Thank God he's healthy. Thank God he's here. I hate to get all serious, but I'm being honest with you. Number two came out. I was crying. Mm. Number one came out. Jet, no, it has nothing to do with each individual boy. Right. I was naive to think, well, that was easy. Okay. We did it. She's pregnant. Wow. Really? Here comes baby. We're good. But the second time there was more it okay. was more intense.
4: Yeah, see, my first kid I looked down? I'm like, oh my God, I created this. How do I control this? Yeah. Second
2: one, I was ready to put her in the car two hours later to get her home. Let's go. I think the biggest problem people are gonna have with you, Sean, yeah. is not that you cry during sporting events. Mm-hmm. I do as well. I think it's the fact that your heartless bastard that didn't even care that your daughter was born. Right? I cared. So terrible.
4: But I you know, let's start to laugh. I care now every time. Da-da, you know, I'll well up.
2: I mean, you basically stuck her in the car. You won the Super Bowl, you're like oh. thinking about it
4: crying. Yeah, I mean, because it's you know what, it's something that you'll never be able to
3: experience. Again. Right, life events I can see crying for. I live with, the kid,
4: I live with the kid every day. every <laughs> day. I don't live with David Tyree every day.
3: <laughs> uh... Sports, not so much. So you think you look down on me for crying during sports no. events? No, just you're just different. <laughs> that was so You're a weirdo. That's what he's going for. It's different. But don't you think it's less different weird... Different doesn't mean bad.
2: Don't you think it's less weird to cry after wins than it is after losses? Like, I'm being honest with you. I haven't seen any of my teams win. When they've come close, I've gotten emotional. But it's not like I'm sitting here after losses. I haven't yeah. cried out for a loss in 20 years.
3: Oh, by the way, that makes sense to me. Because when your team loses, they lose because they weren't good enough. Right. It, it, like, There's nothing that... Ha- like, I don't know. There's no emotion to not being good enough. You get it. You're actually more pissed. You're more upset. Yes. Right? That's because yes. that's how I look at it. You're mad. You asked me about the, the, what's game? The, uh, the San Francisco game, that wild card game. I was, I was mad. Right? I wasn't upset about it, but winning. Like the culmination of all that is, it's that's that's a little different, especially when you haven't won.
2: Right? Like I happen to have, and there's a few people in this town, a lot of people in this town like that who just have a selection of teams that are losers, like Nick fans. Mm-hmm. If your team wins a title, you ain't gonna cry. No. Oh, B.S. I'm going to drink. I'm going to
0: celebrate. BS.
4: I'm going to call you up immediately after they win. BS. And I'm going to shove it in your face. No, I'm not going to cry. BS. I'm going to be excited. Mm-hmm. B.S. I'm going to be pumped up. It, it also could be eight hours later, you're done partying with your friends. You sit down. You had that moment on the couch. You stop drinking. You go, oh, well, my God. My life's
3: work." Here's also the reality. Lugie hasn't explored the full depth of his emotions yet. He hasn't. Because he has not had children until so you don't know. I got married. I didn't cry.
4: <laughs> cried when I got the bill. Didn't right. cry when she walked down
2: the
3: aisle. Right. When you have kids and all the little things that could go right or wrong, right, those things, they they test you. Toughen up, Barbara. They test you. No, that's right, man. I cried at my wedding, too, now that I think about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did first... you cry after your first time, too?
4: You were 26. <laughs> it was like the Mets, finally. <laughs> and this one, you didn't even have to blow up. Blow-up doll, by the way. I, know I, was, I, know I just didn't lie. I should be clear. It a joke. You could be honest if you
5: did or not. It's too complicated. She to cried, get, right? It's too
2: complicated to get in on the air. Trust me. Uh, it's too
4: comp- only Evan would be it's too complicated to uh, in that situation. You really want me to
2: break it down? You don't have to necessarily break not it down. I'm breaking down my first time. When you got home, did you cry? I cried. did not cry. Okay.
4: That's I did only. not cry.
2: But you cried at the wedding. I cried at the wedding, yes. Okay, I'm just going through life events cuz Teek said you cry at life events. That's a yeah. major life event. My first time was just very like, oh, yeah. finally. Oh, I was good. <laughs> I thought it would be longer than a minute, but you know what? It, it
5: was, was right. a
2: good minute. It was very matter of fact, you know? Yeah, I was like, all right. That's right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Do you remember did you so cry I'm coming first, for that ass? No, you cried first not. time taking? I Did not. Interesting. Did not. Let's go to uh, Maureen in Ozone Park. What's up, Maureen?
5: <laughs> Hi, fellas. I just want to make a comment, and What's then up? I'll listen to you guys. I'm glad the Bills lost. I live 25 miles away from the stadium. I'm glad they lost, and screw that Bills Mafia. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, wow. Wow. let's go. Right.
3: That's really. my girl. Strong. How does she live in in Ozone Park? And hate the bills. She just hates them, or does she hate the bills, or she hate the bills mafia? The bills mafia and their fans. So she likes the bills, but she hates the bills mafia. She said she likes the bills, so she she hates both the bills and the bills mafia.
4: I think the bills mafia makes her hate the bills.
3: Yeah, right. But does she like the bills? That's the question. (laughs) Who's on first? He. I don't know.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's the difference. You look at. Well, do you get... dislike the players? Right. Do you
3: hate the players? You I, don't like the coach? You I like don't, the team? I don't do you dislike. Like the fact that the traffic on Sundays during the fall is all jacked up in your neighborhood and someone <laughs> wants to park on your lawn for eight That could be it. Right? What the heck is going on? I think it's
2: mostly a dislike for the fans, if I had to guess. Yeah, Because no one has anything personal against Josh Allen. No. It is what it is. It's more personal against that team and you want to see them lose. And you want to drink the tears when they lose. And I got to tell you, I was drinking heavily last night. A lot of Buffalo tears. Keith in Branchburg, New Jersey. Hey, Keith.
1: Hey, what's going on, boys? I'm good. What's up, man? Evan, talked to you a bunch of times. Tiki, a pleasure. Um, I want to educate you on the whole uh, golf thing. Yes. Okay. Which aspect of it? Uh, The hole-in-one. Go ahead. Okay. So you know where he played? Shadow Creek. Yeah, Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek. Apparently, according
2: to Tiki Barber, Aaron Rodgers commented on the website of the golf course about how pretty the hole, that he actually got the hole-in-one is.
3: Uh, Hole 17, par 3. Quote by Aaron Rodgers, one of the prettiest yet most difficult shots in golf.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, Obviously, I've never played. Uh, Evan, you hardly ever play. Tiki, you have. I do, and I (laughs) saw. You hit a hole-in-one. Most golf courses, you they get a plaque on the wall, not a plaque, but like a nameplate on the wall, the hole that you hit it on. Okay, and the player that hits the hole in one, once you're done with your round, needs to buy a keg of beer for the course. Oh, interesting.
3: So did he do that? Whoever
1: hits a hole in one, you hit a hole in one at that golf course. They buy a keg of beer, and that keg of beer is free of charge to anybody that plays until that keg is gone. So would that uh, prove
2: that Aaron did it if the keg uh, of beer was bought? Sean, get on the he, research he, here. He,
1: he, he better have bought a keg of beer. Otherwise, that's, yeah. That's yeah. golf etiquette. Otherwise, he's, you know, breaking golf
2: etiquette. Yeah, bet bet. A we yeah. need
4: to actually ask Joe if he's bought six kegs of beer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure, he yes. I've never heard of that, by the way. Joe was bike. playing on a Muni. He wasn't playing at Shadow Creek.
2: So you believe in the conspiracy just because Aaron Rodgers happened to comment on the 17th hole, which is the same hole he got the hole in
3: one them? I don't know. For those who don't quite understand what I'm talking about, so MGM Resorts, is, I guess they own Shadow Creek. And so in Shadow Creek's website, they have every hole describing what, not even describing what it is. It's just like hole three, par four, 449 yards to 486 yards. And there's a quote about it, and it's by Tom Kite. Wayne Gretzky is on hole four. Mike Piazza, interestingly enough, is on hole two. You go all the way down to hole number 17. You go through all of these. Hole number 17 is, quote, one of the prettiest yet most difficult shots in golf, and that's by Aaron Rodgers. And the picture that's on Instagram, it says, I I forget exactly what it says, but it's tagged Shadow Creek number 17. So... Yeah, but what's your, what's your conspiracy theory? That he
2: likes the hole, so he decided to create a fake narrative. They had
3: a hole in one on the pretty hole? He also uh, commented on hole number seven, however. Shadow Creek doesn't feel like Las Vegas. It is the toughest and prettiest I've ever played. Interesting. So he commented on two holes.
2: So what, what's your point? I'm just saying. Do you think he's making it I'm up? I'm
3: just saying coincidence. I'm just saying. I'm just saying coincidence. You know what I'm just saying means coincidence. It means I don't want to say it, but I'm just saying coincidence. I liked it. I believed that he got the hole in one. Just Otherwise, be... I would not have liked his this tweet, his his Instagram post. When he the
2: dislike and There's the There's no dislike. I got nothing but love for Aaron. Rodgers. I'm Rogers. just saying the distrust, the dislike of Aaron Rodgers has caused the stereotype a- the way a- we Ron think he's making... one of the greatest.
3: Okay, but you also think and he's... he's a pretty good golfer. We saw it on the match. Yeah. You remember on the match, Josh
2: Allen accused him them, accused them of cheating. Oh, there you go. Now, Josh Allen's also a sore loser who can't win the big there's, game.
3: There's your conspiracy. Well, do I believe Josh Allen? <laughs> I mean, I don't believe Josh Allen.
2: <laughs> Dave is on Croton on Hudson. What's up, Dave?
5: Hey, guys. I uh, really enjoy the show. Uh, Tiki, that wild card game. I was holding my six-month-old son when you guys had that tough game. And- oh,
1: dude. Yeah,
5: bots to snap, and all of my wife kept saying is, Give me the baby. Give me the, bait. Give me the bait. Imagine that. Your wife is a, oh, is a savior then. And, and anyway, Evan, uh, yesterday, unless Tiger Woods wins a major this year, the biggest story in golf happened yesterday. Do you know what it was?
2: Uh, it was that like some guy who's not a professional won a tournament or something.
5: There you go. Okay. See? I'm before, very up-to-date on to- sports. I don't mm. know the specifics, but I read everything. I know what's going on. Atta boy. Yeah. All right. Then before I get to my Bills point, Evan, if Kelsey does retire, how soon before the Kelsey brothers are headlining WrestleMania? As a <laughs> <season>?
2: <laughs> I can see it happening, by the way. He's not kidding. <laughs> yeah.
5: uh, yes. You talked earlier about the Bills maybe, you know, going away from McDermott. If they break it down, how far down are they going to break it? Would they be interested in our number six pick? And a little bit more for Mr. Allen so he can come play for <laughs> I appreciate right. that
2: Dave is bringing something back that about two months ago, we broached oh. as a serious discussion because the Bills looked like they were crumbling yep. and the Giants looked like they were getting the number one overall pick, which was simply, hey, if things go really bad for Buffalo and they do decide to blow it up, would the Bills trade Josh Allen for the number one overall pick, and assuming
3: the way, Giants had it? And we have to give Sean McDermott credit because – They were spiraling. Yes. And they stopped it and won, whatever, 12 games, 11 games. Yeah, and because of that, I don't think
2: they're going to fire Sean McDermott, and I certainly don't think they would entertain the idea of trading a franchise
3: quarterback in the prime of his career. But the question you're going to have, and it's going to persist all year, right? No matter how good they are in 2024, it's are they better positioned to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? And the answer to that is hard. The answer is no. Right. That's what I mean, though. So the answer for uh, Bean and for McDermott at the top of that organization, they're not easy. It's not like, oh, yeah, we just need to do X. It's it's like, all right, we need to do X, Y, Z, and then flip back around and do A, B, C, and D again. It's tough. When you're this close, but you're not better than
2: your rival, Yeah. do you simply give up and blow it up? Or do you say, you know what, we just got to run it back and hope things are different. We got to run it back, but I just don't, I don't, I don't see
3: how they beat Kansas City.
2: And because of the fact that they're going to run it back, and because of the fact they can't beat Kansas City, when we come back, I will lay out to you the perfect, and it is perfect, the perfect comparison that represents Kansas City Chiefs versus Buffalo Bills. Plus more your calls at 877-337-6666.
6: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?